0: Brought to you by CGTN Europe. Welcome to The Agenda. I'm Stephen Cole. The opioid crisis has taken on epidemic proportions across Europe and North America as thousands of patients and their families suffer financial ruin, terrible addiction and sometimes death. It's been called the greatest drug crisis in human history. In order to get insight and perspective on the rise of this lethal addiction, I spoke to Ruth Dreyfus, a former president of Switzerland and now chair of the Global Commission on Drugs Policy.
1: It is very clear that this was the beginning of the epidemic. Uh, The overprescription of uh, opiates was uh, the driver, I would say, of this crisis now, Uh, It is clear that uh, not all uh, people who received the prescription also used this medicine, but this medicine entered also in another circle of relationship for instance to to parents or to health or in the black market but at the beginning there was really an overflowing of medicine in a country where uh, i would say the control uh, and uh, the liberal way of uh, of doing allows uh, pharmaceutical to make publicity to make advertising to make also a certain pressure of the doctors, uh, the physician to prescribe. That was the beginning. When you were president
0: uh, of Switzerland, did you recognize this opiates problem? And if so, what action did you take to make Switzerland a safer place?
1: The solution we experienced can also be very useful now because there are solutions on one side of harm reduction measures, Uh, That means that we give the people the possibility and the services they need to uh, consume in a less uh, harmful way it was also a great campaign of, of uh, prevention, of information. Drug checking can help because the people generally when they buy on the black market, because they have no longer access to the prescription uh, drugs, uh, medicines, they went because they are in pain, because they were addicted to the pain relief uh, medicine, they went to the black market. So they found the same kind of problems and we can offer the same same kind of solution. Safe injection room, drug checking to allow them also to know what they bought on the black market to identify also the presence of fentanyl. Naloxone, that is uh, the the medicine that allows to reverse the effect of uh, uh, opiate uh, toxication. So this uh, solution are also the solution needed now in North America. Is it...
0: Fair to say that many doctors were complicit, they were part of the problem because they were over-prescribing opiates without warning their patients perhaps of the dangers of overuse of opiates.
1: There were a lot of complices, the pharmaceutical industry, the big market uh, that was also selling this and uh, the doctors who were over-prescribing. and. Uh, the people uh, who are the victim of this generally are victim in socioeconomic conditions that brought them and health condition, and poor health services that brought them to uh, ask for pain relief. And, uh, and after receiving uh, opiates, uh, they became uh, dependent on it.
0: Is the ultimate answer, do you think, to end the criminalization and the incarceration of opiates addicts?
1: Well, that is absolutely clear for all uh, consumers, drug consumers. Criminalization is just the wrong answer. This uh, brings people to be marginalized, to lose more opportunity than they then they have uh, in a reduced way perhaps now it is a stigma for life it is really the 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 way i would say to put the heads of the people under the water in instead of helping them and save their lives what we need is really to find a way to regulate both in the middle on a middle way where the state take responsibility for controlling the substances that might be dangerous for people, as they do, for instance, for chemicals uh, in uh, many countries. We have a good experience that regulating a substance is far better than just banning it or let the free market decide uh, how to make money with it.
0: We may be some way behind the US, but here in the UK, the latest figures suggest that 5 million people are prescribed opioids every year, and half a million people are now hooked. The British Health Secretary Matt Hancock described those numbers as truly shocking. But how do people become addicted? I spoke to a former prescription opioid addict, now an admissions coordinator at UK addiction treatment centres, Nikki Harry, about how her addiction began.
2: Started from when I was having problems with my knees, and in the end, I had surgery. And from the surgery, I was then put on um, painkillers. So I was put on quite strong opioids, Um, and I never got hooked on them straight away. And they, I have to say, at the time, the hospital was quite rigid in what they sent you home with, Um, but it wasn't until Um, sort of early 20s when I was still experiencing knee problems and I went to the GP with um, quite acute pain and I was put on strong painkillers then.
0: Escalating to what? You still had problems with your knees but you didn't have pain?
2: I never actually realized at the time I was, I was becoming um, reliant on, on this medication. So I was on... Even though you didn't have pain? Well, when I stopped taking them, I did have excruciating pain. What I didn't realize at the time was that was an opioid withdrawal, the same as a heroin withdrawal. Eventually, I was manipulating the GPs. Um, and I'd say, I've lost my prescription or I'm going away. I need more to top me up. Um, There was one time when my GP said, you know, that I think this this is getting out of hand, we need to look at tapering you off, Um, and I was so scared about that that um, I moved doctors surgery in the end.
0: How are you coping? You you were married, you had children.
2: I wasn't coping at all in reality. I thought I was, um, but my friends and family saw a much bigger picture. I was very depressed, I was isolating, I wasn't doing anything with my children, I was quite um inactive. And I think the wake-up call for me was when at the time my eight-year-old son uh, returned to school from the summer, and you know, they have to write about what they've done. He said mummy wasn't well all summer, so I stayed at home and played on my Xbox and in the garden. And at that point, I thought, that, what, what's going on here? And I was I was trying to analyse it, but I just didn't know what was wrong with me because I didn't see myself as a drug addict. I was taking what the doctors had told me to take. The only pain I had was the pain of withdrawal. So you get flu-like symptoms, you get night sweats, your your legs are aching, your bones are aching. Um you're just shaking you're sweating you're depressed you're crying it's all it's a whole snowball effect of of withdrawals of not taking what your body actually chemically needs now
0: and are you clean now
2: yes it was eight years last week so
0: congratulations
2: thank you um and that was through you know my friends and family staging an intervention where it was one day i was meant to be at the children's um, school for sports day and I didn't turn up. I just couldn't get out of bed. And I was taken to rehab to see a psychiatrist and he said, you're a full blown addict. And I was like, no, I'm not. You know, I I take painkillers. That's not an addiction. Um, And he said, well, what if I take them away from you? And the fear that I had inside me when he said that, Um, I knew that something had to be done.
0: And that brings us to the end of another edition of The Agenda. Remember to like and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher and Spotify and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. The Agenda with Stephen Cole airs every Saturday on CGTN.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, remember to listen to more quality content at europe.cgtn.com. The most interesting questions. Are there other living beings beyond Earth?
2: Will man or machine be in charge?
0: Great question. Always have more than one answer. Well, hold on, uh, let me just draw up a list. And always come from more than one person.
2: That's where the credibility
0: lies. The concept of having a machinery which is alive and evolving didn't wait for us.
2: The end of inequality of incomes and
1: wealth around the world, can
2: you imagine how difficult that is at the moment to achieve? Every episode, Stephen Cole, Murray Beveridge and some of the brightest minds out there shed light on the answers to some of the most intriguing questions. There are two ways of
0: looking at this. Machines can't really discriminate between civilian and military targets. The
2: Answers Project. Maybe we need to just look at this in a bit more detail. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. The Answers Project, a new podcast from CGTN Europe.